Yay! Hooray. It's, it's ghosticles time, Michael. Yay! It's ghosticles time. One of the, one of the and... few things that still uh, give my weeks meaning. Right. It's, organ- it's how we count time. It's how, yeah, it's except, how we mark time. Except now we're losing track of time because everything's moving back a day. We're like the Gregorian calendar. It's just off. Slowly yeah, over time, it to... just it drifts out of alignment. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so for those who didn't hear the other, our full episode, um, we are moving our episodes to Tuesday and our Ghosticles episodes to Friday simply because it's easier for us. There's no other explanation besides right. that. And for those of you that didn't, that haven't heard the large episode where we announced that yet, why the fuck are you listening to that? Why are you listening to this yeah. and not that? Go listen. All, you listen to all of it, guys. All of it. All of it. We work very, very hard to put in as little effort as possible. That's right. <laughs> Tell your friends. Tell your family. Your yes. family. Um, your family. So, family. Yeah. Uh, 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 I'm tired. I got to be honest I am, about that. I'm tired, too. I don't know what it is about this week. Do you know we have oh, know a giant dust cloud from the Sahara currently hovering over Dallas? Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. It's not. Well, I mean, it may still be the end of the world, but it doesn't look like Mad Max Fury Road out there just for no fucking reason, apparently. It's like, I just don't. Like, I mean, at least I do feel like whoever is writing 2020 is running out of ideas. Mm, mm-hmm. They're jumping the shark. <laughs> don't bring up sharks because a shark, a real sharknado will be next. And I'll be like, God oh, damn geez. it. Guys, I don't want to die like this. <laughs> um, I don't, but I'd be fine with other people. Is that wrong? <laughs> like specific people that deserve it, you know? I mean, let's let's put it this way. Like the people that are like, fuck you. I'm not going to wear my mask. I'm going to make up this sharknado. fake fucking card, you know, whatever. And I'm like, well, cool. Go outside during the fucking fire sharknado. And then, uh, you know, because if you're so goddamn brave, <laughs> let's, right. let's see you contend take with a flying shark, your guns you son of a bitch. Take all of your guns with you. Well, leave a, you can't shoot until you're in the tornado. Leave a couple behind for me so I can defend myself right. against those of you that remain. <laughs> <laughs> you're the maskless, terrifying people. Yes. Uh, no, I am, I am tired for a whole other terror, um, and that would be children. That would be children. So we have the girls, and I love the girls. Of course I love the girls. They're well, like my They're, they're, they're like very my lovable. They are. But they're children, they're so they're little chaos lords. Yes, and we have, so what we have is the first two weeks that they're with us, no matter when it is, when we get them, for two weeks, about one to two weeks, it takes them some time to get acclimated to our home and our rules and, you know, our expectations. Um, it's like the way like a, dog, a dog a, a, that otherwise is housebroken will still poop on the floor in a new place. That's right. That's right. So (laughs) it's just, there's a lot of, especially, you know, the younger, there's a lot of uh, boundary testing to see, you know, what I will and won't get in trouble with. So, for example, I say, hey, your dad is in a meeting downstairs. Don't go down there. Ten minutes later, one of them has gone down there specifically to ask him a question. And had I not said it, she probably wouldn't have gone. I really want that question to have been, are you really in a meeting? Yeah, right? Uh, I don't think she knew what her question was. I think she just wanted to go down there to see if she'd get in trouble. Surprise, she did. (laughs) We saw that ending coming from the first act. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and then it's like punishments are, they're all, you got to make sure it's specific uh, to each child and all that stuff. So for her, the biggest punishment was uh, her sister and I were going to play a game that night and she was not allowed to join us. She could watch, but she could not play too. And that was pretty brutal for her. It's brutal, but it's fair. You got to learn yeah, them. Well, you got to learn them kids. The, a lot of what we do is like if you want to be a part of the family, then you have to be responsible and respectful of the family. And so, and they <laughs> love sorry, it because I'm we just, eat dinner together and all this stuff. So, I don't mean, so. I'm not laughing at what you're saying. I'm laughing, Jamie, because from my perspective, looking at you on Zoom, the sh- whenever you, you uh, move your hand, it casts There's this really shadow. ominous shadow on the wall behind you. And yeah. I'm like, Jamie, look out. Oh, that's just you. <laughs> so I'm getting this great shadow puppet show behind you. I'm like, this is great. This is a great what podcast and a show. Well, is it better with that? No, it'll still No, nah, it's still there. there. It's great. No, um, I mean, I, please, it's great. It, it It's very okay. noir. It's a lot of atmosphere. We need it. Um, right, but here's the thing is it might scare me. So if I shout <laughs> Well, just don't at this well, point, just don't turn around. But I'm let me <laughs> Is that helping you at all? I'm very I'm very sensitive right now because along with You had a bit of a fright. I had a bit I had an extreme fright. It wasn't a bit. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was um, it was a lot of a, a it was lot a of fright. Lot. So the younger, Callista, there's Serafina who's older, she's 10, and Callista is uh, 7. And Callista has had a couple of nights of nightmares. Uh, She's seen a scary picture online, and she can't get it. And I've been there. You know, like you get that image in your head. Every time you close your eyes, you see that scary picture. And Every time I see Trump. Right? Just can't get it out of my head. So... It's been really, it's been hard. And so a couple nights ago, I stayed up with her for a couple of hours just to try to get her to calm down and, and know that she's safe. And so Jack and I both have been doing these things. But she still has woken up a couple nights in a row and has come into the room to, you know, get some comfort. And then she makes her sister walk with her. <laughs> so her sister's <laughs> always like, are you up? Okay, bye. So <laughs> what happened last night was I was really, really asleep. And I'm closest to the door, and which means Jack's closest to the wall. He's too far away. They're going to come to me. Uh, in the same way, it's the mom thing. If I'm in the bathroom, they have no problem coming in there with me. Uh, Good night. I'm going to give you a hug. You're on the toilet. Doesn't matter. Here's your hug. Like, I don't, it's, I don't know what it is. So (laughs) they they don't do that to Jack. So they didn't want to wake up Jack. So they, apparently what happened is they creeped in very quietly, which, I mean, took a lot of effort because our door makes noise when you open it. A lot of times... The dogs have then closet. If the, that door makes too much of a noise, they'll jump out. They were very, very quiet. And they walked around the corner where the bed is because there's like a little hallway. And um, Serafina stays in the hallway and just leans around the corner, <laughs> much like all of those ghost videos, Like, and, which I'm always like, that's bullshit. Why is this ghost peeking around the corner? Ghosts don't peek around a corner. The they would just be do. there. But children <laughs> peek around corners. And sometimes when the shadow, all you see is the shadow, you just see a small person with very long, dark hair peeking around the corner and the whites of her eyes being reflected. Okay, great. The other girl 
gets right next to my face as I'm sleeping and shouts my name (laughs) once she gets to my face. I wake up. I see peeking around the corner shadow human person thing. And then there's one right in front of my face with big eyes. Waiting and like smiling, but she's missing half of her teeth because she's losing her teeth. <laughs> just smiling at me. And I screamed in her face. Oh my God. <laughs> just screamed bloody murder in her face. Oh God, she's lucky you didn't so like bad. try to throw a punch or something and just instinctively. I know, I know. God. Like, and that's what it was. Instinct had me scream. Um, and then Jack wakes up and says, Everyone go to bed. And then he rolls back over and goes back to sleep. Like nothing <laughs> happened. Like, damn kids. <laughs> uh, Serafina was already gone because she did the peek and disappear. And then Callista backed out of the room. <laughs> so I had to sit there for a little bit and like breathe for a minute. <laughs> My heart was racing for a solid 30 minutes at least. My heart was just... <laughs> racing and I uh, so I get up and I remember my mom telling me that when I was little to get me to go to sleep like when I was two or three that she'd put a little perfume on my hand mm-hmm. um and tell me to smell it so I thought well let me try that even though close to seven <laughs> let me t- so I sprayed it on a little cotton pad and then I took that into her and I was like here you can have this when you're scared smell this and that will make you feel better and she was like Okay, made sense to her. She smelled it. She's like, oh my gosh, it smells so good. I was like, you're welcome. Good night. Because it and smells so, like you. It smells like her smells protector. Like yes. So I go back to bed, can't sleep, waiting for them to come in at any time and scare the shit out of me again. So finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get Dexter out of the closet because he's the one that's most likely to bark at someone coming into the bedroom. Um, And also Dot snores too loud to be in the bed. So (laughs) I get him out. He doesn't want to come out. I'm like, get out here. And he gets on the bed finally. He goes to sleep. I lay there for probably until probably 2.30 or 1.30, something like that. And and I go go back to bed. And at 3.45, someone tickles my shoulder. (laughs) And at least I was facing the other way, so it's not like I saw a face yelling my name. And I rolled over, and she had lost her cotton pad, so she wanted another one because it did make her feel better. And this morning when she came downstairs, she had her little cotton pad with her. So I guess the cotton pad worked. But I did talk to them about, we have got to find another way for you guys. Yeah. Because the whole sneaking in. Keep that up. We're going to replace the perfume with ether. That's right. You're a little... to smell this. <laughs> You'll go right to sleep. You'll, it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, and, <laughs> I told him, though, I was like, if you come in and you want me, you can say my name as soon as you come in. It doesn't matter if your daddy wakes up or not. <laughs> like, you can wake him up all you want. <laughs> but don't scare me. <laughs> you are now the monster that you are so love, afraid of. I love the child logic of, like, we're going to sneak into the room to be as quiet as possible and then yell your name so we when we're right there. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, it's it's still like, like it still like, is just. It, oh, my God. I'm gonna oh, have PTSD from it. It was terrifying. Jesus, I was not ready. Funny. I was not it's ready. So funny. For I'm it. so glad I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. The other night, was, uh... Gus woke us up because Gus sleeps in the bed with us because he doesn't snore too bad, and Genji sadly just snores too loudly. So we we he has to sleep out in the living room, uh, which he's fine with. He prefers. He's not a very he's not a cuddler, you know. Um, yeah. 
so little bits in there with us. And like the other night we woke up to him being like, he's he was howling in his sleep, which he doesn't howl when, hmm. when he's awake. So I guess he was just dreaming. He'd, he had been to the vet earlier that day. So I'm sure like maybe he heard dogs barking or howling like at the vet. And so he was just like processing that memory in his dream. He was like, oh, oh. it was the cutest fucking thing. Oh, no. But for, you know, before we thought it was, before it was cute, it was terrifying because we were like, what the fuck is that noise? Is he what hurt? Is, is he okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Dexter did nothing. He's fired. He didn't bark at them at all. He just <laughs> stayed under the covers and slept until about 5.30 when he stretched and in his stretching scratched Jack on his leg, which oh. scared Jack. And then Jack jumped up and he was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, nobody's oh, that, getting oh, sleep today. Scary? Was that scary for you? Jesus. Well, go to bed. Why don't you go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> go back to sleep. Tell me to go to bed. Tell me to go to sleep. Wake up. It's time for bed. Yeah. Do you want to get into these stories? Yes, That's let's my do it. scary okay. story. Let's, uh, <laughs> the first one comes from Hannah. Uh, I love Hannah because the name Hannah is a palindrome. It's the same backwards and forwards. Mm. Um. It's also got two of everything. (laughs) Two H's, two A's, two N's. Um, My name is Hannah. I am 22 and I live in Kansas, says Hannah. Uh, Before I tell you the story, I need to let you know that my mom doesn't believe me. However, my stepmom does. Uh Uh-oh, mom, stepmom is out shining you. As the stepmom in my family, I have a favorite. Uh, (laughs) Hannah says, I believe that my dad is still in the trailer where he died back in March. Now, I'm sure Hannah means that, like, his spirit. (laughs) Not that they just left his body in the trailer. God, I hope not. That's suddenly very dark. I'm sorry, Hannah. Um, A few days after he died, I was sitting on the couch in the living room where I swear I heard a voice come from my little stepbrother's room. I looked at my stepmom and asked if she'd heard it, and she looked at me and said, heard what? And I told her, I swear I just heard dad's voice. And then she went, oh, I think I heard it too. But my stepbrothers were sound asleep. After that, she mentioned that sometimes uh, she can hear my dad doing a breathing treatment in the living room. He had asthma. And another time, a few weeks later, my little brothers and stepmom were having kind of a sleepover in the living room where all four of them sleep in the living room together. And my stepmom got up to go to the restroom in the middle of the night. Now, mind you, the three boys were still out cold, and she heard the toilet in the trailer flush by itself. She thought it was weird and then just pushed it aside and went ahead and uh, did what she was going to do. That's it for my story. Thank you so much for reading. I love you both so much. Thank you, Hannah. I'm alarmed at ghosts that have to go to the bathroom. I don't think they go to the bathroom. I think they're just like, hey, let me fidget with this. It'll wait. It'll make noise. Right. Yes. And I'm sorry about your father. Yeah, I'm sorry about your father. It's it's pretty fresh, too. But, you know, it took a few months. But after a few months, I feel like uh, my father started to make his presence known. Yeah, that's well. true. Just a quick hi. And I'm and glad that like your I'm glad that your stepmom like supports you and believes you. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe your stepmother, maybe your mom is maybe the grief is just too too fresh for her to like process anything like that. Yeah. Who knows? Every right. everyone everyone deals with loss differently, but thanks for sharing with us, Hannah. We appreciate yeah, that's you. It's a good story. Sometimes too you never know with religion what that makes people yeah. believe too. So uh okay, next we have Berlin. Hello again, Jamie and Michael. Hello. I almost died when I heard you read my story, and I wanted to follow up. Please do not <laughs> I wanted die to almost die again. 
<laughs> you know, we want content, but not like that. Yeah, but, yeah, we don't. <laughs> please do not become a ghost to support our no, podcast. There are plenty of ghosts already out there doing that for you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, as for Remy, I always thought it was male, but my dad said he thought it was female. He was also the only one that saw anything physically manifest by way of a tall black shadow person that would hover over myself or my mom when one of us was sleeping, or as an orb that liked to flit around from their bedroom from time to time. He told me on Father's Day when I brought up the story. I do agree with Jamie that he was probably around the whole time and is probably still there. As an adult, I would be interested in going back to the house and investigating, but sadly, we would move out of that house when I was eight and have no way of investigating that one further, Mm. which brings me to another spooky story. My parents divorced when I was eight, and my dad started seeing a woman named Laura with two sons, Josh, aged 14, and Jay, aged eight. He would put the country cottage up for sale so that we would have more space. I was only there on weekends, but being the only girl, I needed my space, and so when a five-bedroom Victorian farmhouse came up for rent, it seemed perfect. The place was creepy. It was a large gray monolith of a Victorian manor home with a turret surrounded by overgrown hay fields and a weathered old barn left over from the days when it was a sheep farm. This sounds amazing. Right. (laughs) The nearest neighbor was probably at least a mile away. Inside, it had some of its old Victorian furnishings, including covered, uh, being covered in sheets, high cobwebby ceilings, and a narrow staircase that snaked behind the kitchen. Yeah. Upstairs, that was the, um, the servant's staircase. Right, the servant's staircase. Yeah. Upstairs were five bedrooms and a bathroom. But for unknown reasons, the master bedroom was nailed shut. Oh. (laughs) I fell in love with the room between the bathroom and the master bedroom, which happened to be my favorite color, and stuck a sign on the door with my name on it to claim it for moving day. (laughs) We came back the next day to move in and were greeted by what my dad said was someone looking out the turret window, the window in the room that was nailed shut. I didn't see it or saw any reason to worry. So got my boxes off the truck and up to my room, only to discover the sign I'd placed on my door had been slashed to pieces and a broken bottle was on the floor nearby. I remember thinking the boys did it to bully me, but my dad and Laura were too busy pulling the massive nails out of the master bedroom door to go talk to them about it. So I went for a walk around the house to calm down. At, I love the idea of this eight-year-old, like, raging. Oh, they took my sign and shredded it. Rage. I'm going to have to go for a little walk, if I you'll excuse me, please. Yes. You still get the room, though, right? Yes. It's about the sign. It is. Okay. Have at it. Take a walk, girl. Take a walk. Uh, <laughs> at, the, uh, at the side of the house sat a sheep skull sitting against the back door, which terrified my little eight-year-old ass back into the house again, begging to go back to our old house. A few weeks go by, and I'm back at the farm visiting again, settling in for the night, and I notice a small red spot near the top of the wall in the corner that wasn't there before. My dad said it was just some rust from the pipes and covered it over with a kite so we didn't have to see it until we could paint. After that, I fell asleep easy, at least until the sound of rustling woke me up. I thought it might have been my dog, but she was fast asleep on the foot of my bed. I tried to go back to sleep, but the rustling continued. I looked up, and the kite was moving above my head as if something were crawling around inside of it. Being a scared kid and thinking it was a mouse, I ran to go wake up my dad, even though the clock on the nightstand said 3 a.m. 
I wonder if she terrified him. (laughs) (sighs) He showed me that the stupid kite wasn't going to fall on me and that nothing was moving in it and sent me back to bed, embarrassed and now questioning my own eyes. However, things frequently would wake me up at 3 a.m. whenever I stayed on the farm. And it turns out I wasn't the only one. My dog that always slept on the foot of my bed would growl at nothing. The bathroom light would blink off and on like a strobe light only at night outside Jay's door regularly. And my dad's stereo would randomly turn on at 3 a.m. and play whatever happened to be on the CD on the CD tray at the time very loudly. Months went by and that red spot on my wall kept getting longer and longer until it almost reached my headboard, which would rattle now whenever I tried to sleep. It was around this time that things started happening in the daylight hours, like slamming doors and falling paintings, but it was still nowhere near the level of activity at night. Mm -hmm. For six months, these things kept happening, gradually getting worse, until one evening when I was visiting, Jay fell down the stairs and broke his leg. He swears to this day that he felt a hand on his back at the top of the stairs, and after what I experienced that same night... I believe him. I remember my dad and Laura taking him to the car and leaving Josh and I at the house to watch the dogs. After they left, Josh, uh, after they left, Josh went to his room and left me alone on the first floor to watch Disney movies. Hours went by and it was getting late, so I headed for the stairs to go to bed. Just before I set foot on the step, I saw something move across the top of the stairs. I thought it might be Josh trying to scare me, so I snapped, very funny jerk, and continued up the stairs though much slower than before, bracing for him to jump out at me. However, when I got up there, Josh was snoring loudly with his TV on. The hair rose on the back of my neck, and I had a feeling like I was being watched. I turned, and standing in the doorway to the master bedroom was the pale outline of a man with a wiry beard. Nope. I ran <laughs> nope. nope. I ran down the stairs as fast as my feet would carry me and curled up in a little ball in the living room against the wall, watching the dogs glare intently at the top of the stairs for hours, not relaxing for a second until everyone returned. I stopped visiting the house after that, and it wasn't until after my dad and company moved that I finally started to stay overnight again. I never mentioned the man to anyone but my to anyone. But my dad just confirmed with me on Father's Day that the face he saw in the upstairs window was that of a pale man with a beard. Thank you again for your amazing podcast and stay spooky, Berlin. Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, that was so good. Creepy. Such a good story. Creepy. 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 Oh my gosh. My God. Good one, Berlin. We love it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guess what? What? It's our one and only commercial. I love it's that. new. I love that we only have one commercial, and it's for us. Yeah. It's new for June. So yes. this is for our Patreon. Uh, we're going to try to make this one shorter than last time. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get to the good uh, shit. So we can get to the good stuff. But uh, please join our Patreon. We appreciate everyone uh, who has already joined. If uh, you can, we appreciate any support so that we can remain commercial three. Free. <laughs> commercial free. <laughs> for free. Free. For the podcast. Free. So that means yeah. no commercials except for this one for the podcast. Um, 
you guys really help us and uh, we really, really appreciate it. We have a Discord that's available uh, depending upon the tier. You can go to patreon.com slash ghoul intentions to find out those different tiers. If you choose the Discord tier, we have two Discord chats per month. Yes. We'll have uh, what days are those, Michael? Uh, this month, it'll be June 16th for the uh, Phantasms, correct? Or no, for... for no. That's, uh, sorry, June 16th will be the Allskate. <laughs> and uh, as we like to call it, where everyone on the Discord can can uh, come and ask us questions. And uh, the one for the Phantasms will be June 30th. That's uh, Both times will be at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's and, right. And uh, it should be a blast. It should be. So uh, if you want to join the Discord chat, you have to be on one of those Discord tiers. I think they start at $8, um, but you can join several different types of tiers. So go check that out. Please support us. We appreciate everybody who is so supportive. And don't forget to continue sending your stories to ghoulintentions.com on the menu. Thank you so much. Thank you. This next one comes from Denise, um, our, our uh, long time, first time. No, long time, second time, third time. I don't know. She... Uh, she says, let me let me just use her own <laughs> just words. Just read it. Maybe just read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to guess at the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, that's a different podcast, my, but let's do it. Michael and Jamie. Uh, Jamie and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says. Here we are. Yet another ghostly <laughs> story. Just a quick reminder, I'm the one that submitted the Red Lady story and the mm. Green Thumb story. Bear with Texas me because this girl. one is long, but it is my absolute favorite. Uh, it has been told collectively and many times in my lifetime but my, by my aunt, mother, and grandma. It takes place in Houston, Texas in February of 1999. <laughs> my family was visiting my grandparents in Houston. My aunt, uncle, and two cousins, Madeline and Molly, were also there. That weekend I was five and my cousin Madeline was two. On Sunday evening, my mom, dad, and siblings packed, uh, packed up our things to head home. Per their usual ritual, my grandma and mom moseyed around the house, picking up and cleaning before we left. Uh, we were only a few minutes out of town when my mom got a call. Hello? Wait, she did what? Uh, okay, we'll turn around and run our way. She hung up the phone and turned around to tell me and my siblings, Guys, we're going to go back to Nana's. Madeline slipped and is headed to the hospital. Mm. You see, after we left, two-year-old Madeline was walking around the house when she went into the kitchen on a freshly mopped floor and fell. As most two-year-olds do, she cried, and as most two-year-old girl, girls do, she did very dramatically. <laughs> she did so very <laughs> dramatically. Um, I was a very dramatic two-year-old as I well. I am. I feel like that's not just girl. That's just dramatic children. <laughs> At first, they thought it was drama. Then they realized Madeline was actually in excruciating pain. They tried to hold her and console her, but every time they touched her leg, she squealed in agony. Oh, poor thing. While at the emergency room, the crying never stopped. When they arrived, nice. uh, they had to sign in and pretty much take a number and a seat. While they held Madeline, she wailed and wailed and wailed until she was blue in the face. Time, time moved too slowly. My aunt and mom and grandma waited with hearts aching for their poor baby. Name after name was called, but they were at the bottom of the list. An old man with a cane walked slowly across the waiting room and approached the three women and Madeline and said, May I give this baby my spot in line? Excuse me, my aunt said. I can hear the pain in that baby's cries. I'm very close to being up next. I'd like to trade spots with her in line. Oh. Sweet. My aunt walked up to the counter with the old man. They made their request to the receptionist. Down the line, the man's name went. Up the line went Madeline's name. My aunt held back tears as she thanked the old man. They parted ways and went back to their seats. 
Shortly after Madeline's name was called, they went back to see the doctor. X-rays revealed that Madeline's femur was snapped clean in half. Oh, my gosh. That's right. How it did she fall? Not, it was not fractured. It was not chipped. The large, thick leg bone between her knee and hip was completely broken oh in God. two. You're lucky she's alive, the doctor said. The women in my family asked how that could be. They understood it was severe, but it was only a broken bone. The doctor explained to them why she was lucky and also why Madeline was screaming nonstop in such immense amounts of pain. The sharp, jagged edges of Madeline's broken bone were mere millimeters from piercing into her femoral artery. Oh, man. Ooh, if they would have held Madeline in their arms in just the wrong way, it would have snipped her artery, causing massive internal <gasps> bleeding. And since Madeline was so young, she could not explain any of this pain other than to just cry, of course. Oh. My aunt, mother, and grandmother burst into tears. That's when they realized if the old man hadn't switched places in line, it is highly likely with Madeline screaming and movements that she would have suffered this awful fate. Aww. Madeline was taken to another area by the doctors to complete a cast. My grandmother went out into the waiting room to find the old man and thank him to explain to him how much of a blessing it was that he had been willing to trade places in line. She looked all around but could not find him in the waiting room. She went to the same receptionist as before to ask either help to ask for help either locating the man or to pass along a message in the off chance he was already being seen by a doctor. The receptionist was puzzled. She had absolutely no recollection of this happening. Seeing that she was no help, my grandmother asked for the sign-in sheet. There, my grandmother found Madeline's name written. There was no scratch-out or switcheroo noticeable. The man's name was not on the sheet. It was as if he never existed, and the placement changes never happened. My grandma went to get my aunt and mom. They traded places to try and locate the old man. My mom and aunt went through the same motions as my grandma. The receptionist was clueless. The old man was nowhere to be found. And the sign-in sheet looked to be untampered with. We tell Madeline she had a guardian angel that day. That is so crazy. Now, that's a right? That's crazy. Now, yeah. 21 years later, Madeline uh, was in a head-on car collision a couple of weeks ago. Oh, she is recovering oh, at home Madeline. and doing... Oh, damn it. She is recovering at home and doing well now. Thank God. Uh, but she shattered both ankles and had to be transported <gasps> in an ambulance to the hospital. We have heard the 911 call to try and make sense of the things she cannot remember from the accident. I asked her the other day, just out of curiosity, did your guardian angel visit you again? She replied, no, I don't think so. I don't remember much. All I remember is the woman that opened my car door and talked nice to me and stayed with me until the ambulance arrived. I think I was in and out of shock. That's when I told Madeline, Maddie, the person that called 911 was a man, a tow truck driver. The people in the other car were two large men. There wasn't a woman there. Maybe her guardian angel is still around after all. I'd like to point out that not only is our guardian angel still around, but it sounds also gender fluid. Good on them. Love it. <laughs> Pride love gender fluid guardian angel. Hell yes. Uh, God, that's a great story. That's amazing. That's a it's great so good. story. Oh, I um, love it. Man, tell your, tell your sister we're real sorry about her ankles. Yeah, but, but very, heals but very happy that her guardian angel has stuck around all these years and be like, yes. yeah. I feel like some guardian angels are like, oh, you're giving me the really accident-prone kid. Great. All right, well. <laughs> You'll be busy. Stop complaining. <laughs> Where angels, um, get, angels get overtime. <laughs> I know, right? I mine like certainly did. If I had guardian angels as a kid, um, mine certainly got <laughs> gave them a run for their money. Yeah. Man, I was... I was, I mean, I got hurt and stuff, but I never cried. I was always mm. um, just very, I guess, strangely stoic considering who I am now. 
I just don't cry. <laughs> I just don't cry a lot. Um, I cried all the time. I still cry yeah. all the time, and that that has. I changed. do now. Now I do. <laughs> but man, when I was, I bit through my tongue. I almost bit my tongue off. <laughs> and when my mom got there, I was covered in blood. And uh, I mean, this but is the I oldest scar cry. I have. It's a, it's on my tongue. Like I still have that scar on Oof. my tongue from my teeth biting through my tongue. Oof. I fell off something and hit it, and I was just covered <sighs> in blood. And my mom was like, "Why didn't you take her to the hospital?" And everybody was like. She didn't cry. I think some <laughs> some kids some kids are this way, and I, I to some extent I think I was this way too. I think when you hurt yourself as a kid, sometimes your first thought is, "Am I going to be in trouble for doing this? Like, yeah, was I yeah. doing something I shouldn't be?" Like my mother had a similar experience um, when she was a child. She uh, she took the family dog, a Pekingese, and dressed it up and was playing with like tea time with it. And the dog did not want to be dressed up and put on the swing and swung back and forth. My mom did it anyway. And the dog was normally a very loving creature, but was like, just like get the fuck away, snapped at her and caught her lip and like, just like bit it off. Like basically like my mom's bottom lip was like hanging down. And my mom, and my mom tried to hide it when she went back in the house. She was, I guess, you know, her kid mind was like, I'll just put some, I'll put a bandaid on it. (laughs) She knew she wasn't supposed to be doing that to the dog. Exactly. So sometimes maybe, maybe some kids don't cry because they're worried about like, no, no, I'm going to get yelled at. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But my mom says like, whenever I hurt myself, I didn't cry. I would just be like, it hurts. <laughs> but I'm like, it hurts. Do cry. something. Fix it. You there. Har- I was just you hardcore. There. You, you there, know? woman. Fix this. <laughs> yeah. You there, Now mother. I watch someone else get hurt and I cry. So it's, I'm making <laughs> right. up for it now. Okay. Last but not least, Yay. we have Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hi, Jamie and Michael. Hi. First of all, I... <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're being nice. I want to return the favor. I like it. <laughs> uh, first of all, I would like for y'all to know that this story uh, is, this is story number one in the series of spooky encounters that I've had. Yes. For some reason, I always tend to attract weird or spooky things. Mm. This story talks about an apparition that my brother and I, to this day, have no idea what could be. Ooh. In the spring of 1999 in another, Arlington, another Texas. Oh, Arlington, right. Texas. I'm so and in sorry. Arlington. Your story is already spookier than it needed to be. <laughs> we're already scared. Uh, my brother and I, who were only five to six years old, had been sharing a bedroom, and it was really stormy outside. Yep. We were just put to bed, <laughs> and as soon as our parents shut the lights up and closed the door, we saw a black smoke in front of the door. It started forming into a dog-like creature with three eyes, spiky teeth, and black fur. We were both frozen in shock. It slowly walked past my bed towards my brother's bed, and my brother quickly covered his head to hide as the creature ascended onto his bed. I started screaming for my mom and dad, and it looked at me and was about to jump when my parents opened the door and turned on the lights, making the creature disappear. This would not be the last time we would see it. Did you Fast- live on Linda Lane, Elizabeth? <laughs> I feel like I've seen this ghost before when I lived there. I, I moved there just a couple years after this would have happened. I moved there in 2001, 2002, and lived there for, oh, God, way too fucking long. Too, way too long. Yeah, way too long. Uh, sorry, sorry. Took it, but pray uh, continue. Anyway. Okay, so fast forward to May 2012 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, woo! Um, We lived in a two-floor townhouse, and my brother and I had a bedroom next to one another. I was about 11, it was about 11 p.m. at night when all of a sudden, my Rottweiler, Lila, who was laying on my feet on the bed, 
got up and started growling at the open door of my bedroom. Ooh. I looked and I saw the body of a dog walking past my room towards the stairs. I jumped out of bed and ran towards the door with Lila only to run into my brother. Did you see that? He asked. I ended up nodding and noticing Lila was nowhere near us, but then I saw her running back up the stairs. What the hell was it? I asked him. It was that demon dog. It was here, he replied. We both walked towards the top of the stairs, only for there to be nothing. To this day, my brother and I are still trying to figure out what we saw. Thank you guys for being so awesomely spooky, and I shall write to you guys again. Stay safe. Please do. I want to hear more ghostly things about Arlington. I know. <laughs> about, and, and demon dogs. What is demon that? Demon dogs. With three eyes and stuff? Oof. I feel like they're, I, I feel mean, like, I have to look that up. I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a, a trope from folklore. Like that, that must mean something. Something specific. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, if it's just one person seeing it, you know, you, you can say, but, but two people, I mean, yeah, there is mass hallucinations or whatever, but it Yeah, seems, but I mean. But here's the thing. Two times. Like, and... I love how people, like, I've always found the mass hallucination thing to be hysterical because it's like, that's your explanation? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not, that's just as weird as a ghost. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, what it says about the human mind and how we perceive reality is just as fucking weird as the idea of a ghost or a supernatural thing. So, like, don't, don't at me with that shit. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I'm like, one person is a hallucination, but 500 people, it's just a mass hallucination. Well, okay, now you're just fucking being an asshole right right yeah <laughs> but yeah just having somebody else there though to mm-hmm. see it with mm-hmm. you to know that you're not it's not just you that's who that's intense and then it to see is. it later also Ooh. you're seeing it later in a different like tulsa and arlington are not close state. together no. i mean that's they, like five six hours living away. in one is like living in the other but they're <laughs> they're like four hours away from each other yeah yeah that's really strange um, <sighs> but <sighs> It'd be interesting to look into what that might mean. But, yeah. Oh. So, I get this has actually ended up being a lot of stories about when people were kids. And right. Stuff. And then, well, I've got stuff going on about kids scaring me. So, send us your stories <laughs> about spooky things that happened to you when you were kids, about your kids terrifying you, scary things that your kids are doing <laughs> to you. Or I'm part of this too. I'm you- just very scared of my childish neighbors. Who keep throwing yeah. parties even though we're in the oh, middle right. of a fucking it's pandemic? COVID, yeah. But. You could also send in if you know that you've scared the shit out of your parents. In the same, <laughs> you can let us know that too. I, know. I know. I want to hear. I want to hear. I want people to send in stories where, like, it's someone else's ghost story, but you were the thing they thought was a ghost. That's fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are fun stories. Send us your stories. It's yeah. at ghoulintentions.com under submit your stories. Yeah. You and know listen the to the, your stories. And listen to the big episodes. By God. Yeah. On Tuesdays. They're on, on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays now. <laughs> late, That's right. late, late Tuesday. <laughs> That's right. Sometime on Tuesday. Oh, they were late because we had a we had a minor meltdown with a scared scared situation oh, yeah. and so oh. I didn't have time to do it until the middle of the night oh. uh, but <laughs> I was like oh now I can do it oh. comforting comforting children is hard it's hard it's a full time job when they're that age yeah yeah oh, so God. but anyway but thank you guys for listening you're thank the best you are we love you yes stay 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 safe stay <laughs> stay sane <laughs> 
<laughs> Remember, Antu. <laughs> Lights on, sleep with. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>